0: Hello all! I know, okay, I know, our regular fortnightly schedule has gone a little bit out of whack lately. Specials about trees, curlews, viruses, high-speed rail links, episodes about stately homes which are split into three, and now this. Just imagine how the Apple Podcast algorithm is coping. Anyway, this is just a short bonus brought to you as a result of... A slight public outcry. In yesterday's special, you heard an edited version of a specifically commissioned song, but it was clipped, edited, and had environmentalists talking all over the top of it. How selfish of them. Anyway, the song's composer, Bella Hardy, is currently in lockdown right in the middle of the Peak District in Edale in the shadow of Kinder Scout, providing her with an opportunity of daily exercise that whisks her right up into the mountains to compose and to mutter into a microphone for me when I suggest we release the song in full length on this podcast. So here, with the uninterrupted world premiere of her new song Curlew, and a few additional sleeve notes, this is Tree to Crowd, and this is Bella Hardy.
1: In the depth of the forest, and old oak grew, the pride of the greenwood there. O'er his branches the ivy her mantle through when the forest boughs were
2: past 6 in the evening now. It's actually still a little bit light for this but, oh, You may have heard that. That was a curlew. They're a wonderful bird, the curlew. Um, I, I remember, I must have seen them when I was younger, but I remember being a teenager really when I noticed for the first time the fantastic long beak of the curlew. But I'd never researched them until I was asked to write this song. And I learnt so much. I learnt about their name, the messengers. Uh, I believe it comes from to run. I think in French, I'm afraid. I I learn things in research and forget them very quickly, but the sentiment remains in the song. And this song was called Messenger when I started it, and because I didn't use the word curlew in the song, I changed it back to curlew, so it was clear what it was about. But uh, the messengers feature very prevalently, and that was in my head really as the the starting point of the song, this idea that they were messengers. And then I was up on top of Kinder just the week before Easter. I was in the middle of the Kinder Plateau at the 590 trig, and there's a, a white trig point right in the middle of, the, of Kinder up there. And I was walking back towards the valley, towards the village, and I saw a white hare and you don't see those very often. <laughs> I've been very lucky to see them a few times in my life, but they're still a really rare and beautiful surprise. And I was partly amazed to see it quite so late. It's middle of April, and I thought its colours would be changing back by now. Uh, we have two types of hair here. We have the, the hairs in the valley, which I believe are called brown hairs, and then the mountain hairs, which are the ones that turn white in the winter to camouflage in the snow. I really was captured by that And about... You know, when you're up there, really the hair is the most majestic thing you'll see on that mountaintop, I think. The white against those browns and blacks. There's real magic on the moorland at any time, especially at the moment while it's completely empty. I've not seen anybody else up there and I feel very blessed to have that space. Uh, I used the word hushing in the song, but there is a real sense of kind of hushed, almost like the mountain is breathing uh, as if it's sleeping there's something up there that's very magical and very peculiar in particular and a, a little bit creepy but in a wonderfully magic way so i wanted to kind of gather that into the into the song and this idea of the messenger really tied in with the the hare and the mountain king when i wrote the words for the song i wrote a full a4 page of uh, a story really about the hare and the mountain king and uh, uh the messenger's returning and the fact that you know the white hair will turn brown again soon and his reign will be over just like the season is over and it um he will kind of go into hiding almost and you won't see him and then just in the same way, the messengers will go back to their salt and the sand, back to the sea in July and the summer will be here and the tourists will be here and the people will be back and for a while that magical kingdom won't really be there in the same way it'll be um, taken over by us but then sure enough again it'll get colder and it'll scare away the humans, the cold and the mountain king will return to his throne and the messengers will come back in January, February. So there was that whole page, but as a songwriter, one of the crafts is to trim the fat, is to take something that can be quite wordy, and for me it tends to get a little bit Victorian, and <laughs> sometimes it gets a bit King Arthur, and I trim the fat back and I try and get the essence of the song through the music and through the minimal use of the words to, to capture that feeling and hopefully in Curlew I've captured the Curlew's world I've captured my world when I'm up on top of Kinder and I've brought a little bit of Edale to you during this time so thank you for listening to the song
1: White hair is still the mountain king but see his messengers Return from salt and sand Return from salt and The sand. taste of peat upon the tongue The gritstone is a thing within the tongue the gritstone